and welcome back to Manifestation Queen Radio. What's going on, you guys? My name is Brianna Mosier. I am your host, and I am back after about a month off, and I'm so excited to give you this show. If you are new to Manifestation Queen Radio, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. This is your show for all things manifesting your best life, rising in your feminine power, learning about orgasmic manifestation, healthy relationships, business, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, working with spirit, so many things. And I'm so excited to gift this episode to you that came from a live video in my Facebook group called Manifesting Queens. If you'd like to join that group, there's a link in the show notes. I love to do lives in there and be able to interact with you. And the group is super interactive right now and it's building an interaction. So I'd love to have your energy inside. This episode is all about you seeing struggles and trigger triggers and trials and tribulations as gifts for your expansion, portals to your next level, power revealers, things that actually gift you opportunities to cultivate even more courage and step into your power. So we talk a lot about leadership in business. And this is a subject that's super near and dear to my heart because I think it's missed a lot in the coaching industry that we don't talk about what actually leadership looks like behind the scenes as you're learning to hold clients and hold a company and all these things. So without further ado, please enjoy the episode, jump into it. And if you love it, I would love if you would screenshot that you're listening, put it up on your Instagram story, tag me at buildingbri, B-R-I. And if you feel compelled to join any of the containers that I mentioned, they are in the show notes for you as always. So look out for those too. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Oh, I was writing this post this morning about the time that I was leaving a narcissistically abusive relationship almost two years ago. And I was also having my biggest month yet. I was having my first 25K cash month. And then from that point on, I the company went on to generate... I need some water. Mm. Mm. So you're getting me at my rawest today. <laughs> because now I'm spilling water all over myself. Good Lord. Thank, thank God no one's in the home with me. Okay. Um, welcome to being human. Hello. Hi guys. Welcome back to my channel. Okay. Not funny. So I was writing this post about coming out of narcissistic abuse and having my first ever 25k cash month. It was my biggest month at the time and going on to generate over $111,000 in uh, sales, not revenue, but sales, cash sales uh, in six months. And I moved across the country. So what happened was I was going through this breakup, realizing it was narcissistic abuse. And those of you that don't know, you often don't know you're in a narcissistically abusive relationship until you leave. And a lot of the clients that I now work with to help them heal from narcissistic abuse, they, um, it's like the light bulbs go on when we're talking about it, when they're saying that it was uncomfortable or unhealthy and we start going through communication styles and things that happened to them and their experiences, then they start unpacking it and realizing, oh my gosh, this was actually an abusive situation and it's narcissistic abuse. So It can take some unpacking, but those of you that aren't familiar, hi Minerva, hello, say hi as you pop on. Dasha says, you look lovely, I love the unfiltered Brie. Well, thank you, thank you. This is unfiltered, no makeup, just crazy hair. Yeah, thank you. Um, So you often don't know you're going through it. So I was in the end of that relationship, still living under the same roof, and going through these experiences and trying to untangle, like what just happened to me Am I okay? Which I was not. Uh, And processing this trauma and 
living in the same house as him whilst running a company. And I remember being so afraid that I was going to lose my business. I was afraid that I couldn't show up. I was afraid that the pain was too much, that I wouldn't be able to hold my clients at the same time as I was holding myself. I remember having countless conversations with my mentor, processing the trauma and then being like, okay, I know we need to talk about business. It's just hard for me to focus on anything else right now. Like, I don't know what's going on in my world. I need to move to a different place. I think I've been going through this abuse. I'm not really sure. I'm still in this environment with him. I'm still being exposed to all the abuse. I don't know what's going on. It was truly the most intense period of my life that I have ever experienced. And it was when we had our first, hi Sarah, my beautiful. It was when we had our first 25K cash. It was my first experience making multiple five figure months during the hardest period of my life. When I tell you it was the hardest, I mean, when I ended that relationship and then had to, to live there for like six weeks, um, I remember sitting at my altar every morning and just crying and talking to spirit. I had just learned psychic mediumship and kind of started embracing working with spirit and business, thank God. And that's actually something that comes up often when my clients wanna work with spirit is, we have to clear out dense 3D energy in our life if we wanna work with spirit because spirit play in the 5D. They're resonating in higher frequencies where things are pure energy and low vibe human 3D um, things, not to say that human is bad, but what I mean is low vibration holds you down. So it's hard to resonate with higher frequencies and channel spirit when you're around so much toxic negative energy. Um, from other people and you're tolerating these relationships and these relationships that are toxic are pouring into you It's keeping you low vibration, right? So spirit were very clear about listen like we want to work with you and you've got to shed this because we cannot Move through you. We cannot send you these messages when we're constantly bogged down by this human emotion and sadness and abuse it, it We can't get to you. You can't hear us as clearly so I became dedicated because it was my lifeline to sit in front of my altar every morning and move with spirit. And this is when I also started learning somatic release and really coming home to my body and cracking open to my body. And in hindsight, I now realize this is when I was deeply opening to my feminine because the feminine is the body. You know, if I had been open to really hearing my emotions and feeling myself and feeling my body and leading with my feminine while I was in that relationship, I would have left so much sooner but I stayed in it because I was ignoring my body signals. I wasn't really honoring her. Dasha says, I'm a child of a narcissistic mother. Oh, I'm sorry. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I really wouldn't wish it on anyone. So your pain and your experiences are safe here. We get you, okay? You are, you are so safe here. I get it. Um, so I would sit in front of the altar and I would cry because the emotion had to move out of me. And I just remember thinking, why is this happening? Is my company gonna fail? And that was also programming that I was receiving is, you'll never be successful without me. The reason you're successful is because of me, which is super ironic because this person wasn't involved in my business at all. It was just a manipulation tactic, but I believed it at the time. There was a part of me that was like, I know that I've built my company on my own, and it hasn't had anything to do with this person. And I'm because I'm in such a like low vibe state, I'm like, I'm feeling tempted to believe that. And it took fierce dedication and commitment to not. So I would shed and I would cry and I would learn to somatic release and scream into pillows and dance and process this trauma. And then 
I would put my boss lady pants on and I would get on client calls and I would coach the fuck out of my clients. And at the same time, those clients were hitting their first 10K months, their first 20K months, they were rising, they were scaling, they were attracting in healthy partners. And my life, what I want you to know, those of you that are coaches, is that my life going through so much there, that was not me out of my power. You are not out of your power when you've got shit going on in your life and you're leading a company. That is not you being out of integrity. That is not you being a bad leader. No, that is you being a leader who's committed to embodiment. We have to go through things in our personal life in order to come out with actual embodied wisdom. You get the biggest permission slip if you hear nothing else today, that your life gets to look however it looks so long as you are leading yourself through it, you are in your power, you are shedding, you are rising, you are holding yourself. I don't care how bad it is behind the scenes. If you are leading yourself through it, you are still in your power. We are out of our power when we collapse into it, when we go into wounded, when we play victim, when we say, oh my gosh, it's all out of my power, it's nothing I can do, it's all gonna fall apart, I don't know what to do, it's just crashing, it is what it is, blah, and I'm gonna stay in this place, and I'm gonna be with this person, and let him mistreat me, and I'm gonna let the company fall apart. No, that's out of power. In power is I am holding myself. I am leading myself. I am a woman who's committed to her feminine and hearing her body, and so I'm gonna somatic release. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna come home to pleasure. I'm gonna crack open my heart. I am not afraid to feel. I am fearless in the name of fearing, feeling. Could I say that better? I don't even like the word fearless. I am so brave when it comes to feeling because I still feel fear when big emotions come that I don't want to crack open to. And even being with a new person and falling in love and creating deeper intimacy has kicked up some of those wounds to where I've had the experience of, oh my gosh, this trauma is resurfacing. There's another layer that needs to shed. And I don't know if I want to feel this. I don't want to feel it. And I'm going to do it anyway because I am brave AF <laughs> and I'm, I'm not someone who's going to hide from her emotions. I honor my body. I love my body. I'm cracking open to this, right? This is my vow to my feminine. This is the feminine is the cracking open, the devotion to the body, the devotion to feeling. The only way to alchemize heavy emotions and things that are holding us back and fears and doubts in my experience has been to crack open to them and feel them to their depth and release them because emotions and stored trauma like that is often like a toddler who's crying. And what happens when a parent tells a toddler, just shut up, it's not a big deal, get over it. That toddler is gonna get louder. Versus when you walk over to her and you say, I can tell you're really upset. Let's talk about it. Do you need a hug? Do you need to feel through this? What do you need? You guys, we get to parent ourselves that way. That's empowered masculine in our brains instead of wounded masculine shuts us down, right? Those of you that have taken Manifestation Queen or Inside Out, you know this. And so it's interesting because at the time I was asking for multiple five figure months. I was asking for holding more clients. I was asking for more um, connection with spirit. I was desiring a bigger company. I wanted more team members. I wanted more success. And then right when I was declaring those things, it felt like everything went to shit. I literally felt like what has just happened? And if I didn't know what I know, and if I hadn't been working with mentors who could help hold me through it, I wouldn't have known that this was the shed period and that it was required. When you ask to come more into your power, make no mistake that what's going to happen is you will be given situations where you can show up in your power. You're not just gifted your power, you're invited into it. The universe is gonna say, here's this situation. It's gonna be at just your stretchy, comfortable edge. 
outside of your comfort zone. It's going to be stretchy and expansive, but just enough that you can succeed so long as you pull your courage through and do it anyway. And so when I asked for more power, more clients, more revenue, when I asked for deeper intimacy, when I asked for a soulmate partner, when I asked to be a powerful female leader in business, what I got was this shitstorm to work through that I moved through. And, he, and today, I mean, today, yesterday was kind of like a landmark um, day for me as far as growth and healing and all the things. Well, the 13th was. But now I look back at that and I just feel unstoppable. I feel like every moment of crying, screaming, raging, processing, going to therapy, getting support, talking to mentors, shifting, healing, it was all worth it. It was a gift because I have never been stronger. The lessons and the wisdom are another thing, right? Learning red flags, learning what narcissism looks like, learning how to attract in healthy partners, um, all of this stuff is incredible and it's things that I've brought in with my clients and I now work with women on healing from these. It's how my course Inside Out was birthed to teach you how to have a healthy relationship with yourself and your partner, potential partner, to learn how men operate. I mean, I went deep into relationship work. It was such a gift. It was such a gift for me, not because of him. What he did was inexcusable. What he did was terrible. What he still continues to do to women is terrible. But how it lands with me and what's in my body and my trauma and how I show up for it, that's a gift. I, I gifted it to myself. I showed up for me. I showed myself my power. When you are going through a shit storm in life, when it feels like it's falling apart, when you're questioning yourself and you're doubting, these get to be moments where you come even more into your power. You will be gifted a mountain so that you can show that you know how to climb it. Every level that you want to expand your company, if you want to hold more, you will be gifted opportunities to become the kind of woman who can hold more, right? We talked about this in yesterday's live. If you're wanting to hold double the amount of clients that you have, then things are going to have to be cleaned up that are out of alignment. We can't have codependency with clients. We can't be babysitting clients. If you want to be a woman who bees with $100,000 months, you can't also be a woman who's embarrassed by or feels ashamed of making lots of money. You've got to be a woman who's like, yes, money belongs in the hands of good people. I'm a woman who gets to be with lots of money, right? We can't babysit our clients because that disempowers them. We've got to be empowered. We've got to be believing that they will advocate for their needs, that they will show up to courses, that they will do the work. You have to be a leader in this. And so you'll be gifted these triggers and trials and struggles and tribulations, I love this word, to show you how incredibly powerful you are. Confidence comes from doing things that you thought you couldn't do and doing it anyway. This is where your power comes from. I don't freak out anymore when I'm going through a thing in my life or gosh, what a, so many things have happened since then. I don't, I don't freak out when I have a trauma trigger come up because I know how to hold myself, alchemize it and show up. Just yesterday, oh my gosh, perfect example. I'm just being even more stripped back with y'all lately. Um, totally had a trigger come up. And there was a moment of me feeling like I actually don't know if I can show up and teach this training. And for those of you that are in the Pleasure Portal Mastermind, you know that I did teach it. So I was gifting this training to my clients um, called Creating a Juicy Relationship with Money. And, and right before that, I was deep in a trigger, like crying, looking at myself in the mirror going, we've done this before. 
I've been through pain before. I've had trauma triggers come up before and I've been able to lead myself through it. What do you need right now? What do, and I just had to speak to myself with so much love. This is leadership in business. This is what I'm so fucking good at and so fucking good at teaching women who are running companies is leading yourself through these moments because self-leadership will translate to business growth. How you lead yourself, how you show up for yourself, who you are in your life translates to your success in business and how you lead your company. I think there's a huge gap in the coaching industry. We all talk about money and sales and I love talking about money and sales. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> right? But leadership, devotion, healing emotionally, creating emotional intelligence, these skill sets, this is actually what creates the long lasting results in business. This is a woman who becomes someone who can hold seven figures. This is a woman who's not getting rich quick, but is scaling continually for long-term growth over time in her company. This is my fourth year coaching. So three years of growing in my personal life, breakups and new relationships, healing, trauma, moving through abuse, moving across the country, deaths in the family, all kinds of things have happened, a pandemic. <laughs> and we've grown every year and it only gets better. And I actually feel stronger having gone through all of that. I feel more powerful, more invincible, which came from the moments of me feeling like I couldn't do it and doing it anyway and showing up anyway and alchemizing it. Because I will tell you this, you will never be given a problem where there isn't a solution available. And so it's on us to lead ourselves to a place where we can hear the solution and to really nurture and love ourselves. I am not part of the Andy Frisella crowd. I used to be when I was in college. I really liked it. I don't anymore. It's very wounded masculine. Nothing against him. I know that he's a different person than how he markets, of course, because um, it's all marketing and all the things. But I do not subscribe to just work harder, hustle more, don't think about your feelings, dismiss them. You know, it is what it is. Don't let your emotions rule your world. I just, that is so wounded masculine, patriarchal teaching to me and I don't subscribe to it, and I will not stand for it. What I stand for in business is the feminine leading her company and embracing her feminine, which is feeling, cracking open, alchemizing, which is shifting who you be in the world, your level of power, the way that you speak, the power that you speak from, stripping back, being authentic, being handsomely compensated for your soul expressed gifts, knowing that you get to be paid just for who you are, not ignoring your emotions. And actually, I stand for, the more that you heal your trauma, the more that you come into your personal power, that you feel good in life, that your self-talk shifts, that you nurture yourself, that you love on yourself, the more money you make, the more people you help, the more impact you have. And I think people are sick of the hustle hard, work hard culture, because we know it doesn't work. If hard work was the thing that would make you more successful in business or in life or in relationship, then the people who are working the hardest would have the most success in business or relationship. If it was about putting in the most time, then people who were working 18 hours a day would be making the most money. But we know that there are people who work 18 hours a day who are struggling. And there are people who work four hours a day who are millionaires, so time's not the thing either. And hard work isn't the thing either. And if there was some magical strategy that made every business work, then we would all know it by now because the internet, because Google, it would be, we would find out, somebody would share it, somebody would sell it, and somebody else would give it away for free, just information. If that were the case, we'd all be rolling in it in our online businesses, but it's not strategy. So we have to realize when it comes to selling and sales and revenue and leading companies, especially as women, that there is 
something else that is magical about companies that succeed versus companies that don't. There is something else that is magical about women who are killing it in business versus those who are struggling or people who are killing it in business. It's always going to be about who you be. And when you shift who you are and how you show up and the power that you have, the action that you take changes. This is where it's powerful. I'm not saying hard work doesn't matter. Putting in time doesn't matter. Strategy doesn't matter. They do. I'm a businesswoman. There is strategy to everything that I do in business. Being on live and speaking to you all is part of connecting with you and calling people home. But it's not like I want people to come into these programs and pay me, like give me your money. It's like I'm going to activate people and call them home and turn my light on so their light turns on and they go, yes, I want to come into that container. And do you know that containers are gifts? Like to hold a container for people and sell programs, you're changing their life. People come into these containers and leave so much more powerful. It's a service to everyone, right? So there's something different that happens, that has to happen. When you change who you be, you also change how you mark naturally. When you come into higher levels of power, you speak differently. You might be writing a post just the same, but what you're saying is different. The energy you're saying it from is different. Your level of conviction is different. Your expectation for people to buy changes. Who you be in those moments of showing up is different. This is the magic. Yes, we can have moments of looking at, does strategy work? Does, do I need to shift something? Absolutely, I have these conversations with my mentors and my team members all the time. But by far and large, the majority of how I lead my company and how we've scaled to be six figures to, for three years in a row, well over six figures, multiple five-figure months, running two podcasts, um, hosting retreats, all these things is because of how I lead myself behind the scenes and my personal going first, my energy, my vibration first, my feminine. And this will be true, I just know in my heart of hearts at every level of scaling the company is, it's gonna be devotion to body, devotion to my body, to honoring her, to alchemizing, to rising in power. And then that real empowered masculine part of us that is like leadership, devotion, showing up, doing the alchemy work not shying away from it. I've got this. I believe in myself. Fiery energy, right? Let me read your comments here. Oh my gosh. I'm like panting from getting all this out. I knew I had to come on live. Dasha says, thank you, love. It's okay. The worst times are behind already. I know how to heal, but my inner child has a lot to unpack. Totally hear you. It takes time, my beautiful. Yes, I am accepting myself and every wound because I'm here to hold me in the good and the bad. It's pure self-love. Yes, 100%. Inner child work, you're not just gifted your power, you're invited to step into it. I love that. 10 out of 10. You will be gifted these things that come up for you and it's a decision of how we lean into it and how we lead ourselves. So, you know, a big principle for me in my life and in business has been that every trigger is a portal into the next level. It's a gift for me to step into. If I say I want more, then I'm asking for expansion. So when triggers come, it's showing me where my expansion is. I wanna to run toward the fear. The thing that I'm scared of, I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to show up. I'm going to strip back. I'm going to speak about this. I'm going to stand in my power around it. But it's always an invitation. And there have definitely been times in business where I felt like I was invited to stand and speak about something or strip back more or make this investment. And I didn't do it. And I didn't step into it. And I learned because I didn't do it that it was an aligned step. And it was I knew it was aligned because it was still in the back of my mind like, oh, I need to speak about this. A month goes by. Oh, I need to stand for this. A month goes by. Oh, I should hire that mentor. I'm still thinking about it. So I knew it was an aligned step and I just hadn't taken it in that moment. 
I still have hot moments like that too. Because I think at every level, you know, especially when you work, work with the body and you come home to the body and you decide to honor her, your sensitivity becomes your superpower because you become more laser focused and in tune with what the aligned move actually is versus getting in your head about it. Like aligned potent channeled moves are gonna be a key to scaling. When people say work less and make more money and scale by working a few hours a day, it's because you're doing aligned potent channeled moves, not because you're working a lot. One move can generate $100,000 for the year or a $10,000 client or whatever it is. So when you come home to the body, you become more sensitive to what is the actual aligned move here. You can feel it, it's the whisper, it's a little chatter in the back. That's what to look for. And body work helps you be more sensitive to that. So what I want you to know for sure is that every single thing that you go, to, go through is serving you. And it gets to be a gift no matter how it looks. And right now still gets to be your biggest month ever in business. You still get to have more sales than ever. You get to have the biggest month yet. I don't care what day of the month it is. I don't care what your personal life looks like. I don't care how many times you've wanted to make that amount of money and it hasn't manifested. It still gets to happen now. What other option do you have than to believe in yourself? What are you going to do? Not go for it? Decide that it's not available? That's not fucking true. You get to have anything you want. Sometimes certain goals or income levels take longer devotion and dedication and shedding. So the only thing we can do is run towards it because we're not going to give up, right? And those of you that want support and you want to immerse into this and you're like, I need this fire around my business and sales, come into Sales from Soul. We moved the start date back a week because of things I have going on. Personally, we start on the 24th. It's a three-week course on immersing you into selling with confidence and ease. And it's going to be, sorry, not confidence and ease. I don't like the word ease anymore. Confidence and magnetism. It's going to be so good. Creating a buy-ready audience, stepping up in your leadership, leading yourself through triggers and, and in launches when you have triggers come up, learning how to alchemize those things. You're going to learn somatic release. You're going to learn how to sell low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket. I love teaching high ticket sales. I think this is so powerful because women, we carry a lot of shame around charging and receiving and having higher level packages. And we think we're not good enough and we're an imposter and who would pay us? Like we're going to clean all that garbage up. We're gonna get more into receiving mode. Those of you that want to have the experience of like, you're watching Netflix and people sign up to work with you, that comes from A, strategy and building a business, building an audience that's ready to work with you, that trusts you, that knows you, that likes you, and B, being in receiving energy and not cock blocking your manifestations because you think it's not working and you're building momentum around, it's not working, sales aren't happening, it's not gonna happen, it's all falling apart, right? We've gotta be in that clean energy. So we're doing practicals and energetics. I wanna teach you how to set up offers so that you can scale, so that you naturally draw people in from low ticket to mid ticket to high ticket offers. I also wanna teach you the energetics of being open to receive bigger amounts of money and getting behind them and clearing imposter syndrome and standing in your power and leading yourself behind the scenes through all these trials. It's gonna be so freaking good. We start the 24th, there are payment plans available. I will put the link in the comments here and you can sign up if you feel called. Um, let's see, you'll have lifetime access. I've also got, I'm creating throat chakra activations for you. So if you don't know this, part of the, what broke me through my plateau from 10K cash months to 20K cash months was throat, throat chakra work, like really being unapologetic in what I stood for. And I'm trying to pin this comment, there we go. Was being unapologetic in what I stood for and speaking with so much power. Um, so that comes from activating your throat chakra. So we'll do some of that as well. 
Dasha says, you're amazing. I'm very proud of you and knowing you. Thank you, my love. I love your teachings. Thank you, thank you. Why don't you like the word ease anymore? I don't like the word ease because I, and I, by the way, I will call myself out on this. I used to love the word ease. And at this moment, maybe I'll change my mind about this, but at this moment, I feel like ease creates this picture that there's no struggle involved. And that is actually just not been true for me. Like getting to higher levels of ease in business came from alchemy of shadow work in my experience. So I think when I say ease, people think that it's bad if they have a trigger or a hot human moment or it feels hard or they're frustrated and then they make themselves wrong and they say, I'm not experiencing ease. I must be out of alignment. I must be unworthy of receiving. No one's gonna hire me now. I'm cock blocking my manifestations. And I think people can get in their head because they expect it to be easy all the time and it's just not. Entrepreneurship is not easy. <laughs> it's not, especially the more that you learn to hold. As you hold more people, as you gain exposure, as more people see your work, there's stuff that comes up. People, oh my gosh. I mean, this past year was the first time I had gotten comments from people shaming my work around pleasure, all old white men, by the way, um, that, you know, my page was being um, shadow banned because I was using terms around pleasure. I've been fortunate that that's been minimal. Um, you know, you'll go through breakups, you'll go through things in life, you'll get in your head. If you could see me behind the scenes, there are so many times over the last three years of running a company where I have felt like, this is fucking hard. I don't know that I can hold myself in this moment. And then I showed up for myself anyway and I did it, but it wasn't easy. The level of ease, like getting to a point in business where sales just flow in and people trust you and they wanna buy from you because you put an offer out creating a buy ready audience, it takes building rapport and being in your truth. And it's really, can be really difficult depending on how much you fight with yourself and how much faith you have, how much resistance you have, all these things, you can really fight with yourself on standing and speaking. It can be difficult, you know? Um, to shed all of that and, and to worry about what my family thinks or what your friends think or whatever it is. Like I had to really let go of all that and just decide I'm gonna stand and speak anyway and my family or my friends or whoever has an issue with it, it's not my problem. You have to learn fierce boundaries. You have to learn high level communication with clients and in sales calls and with partners because if you don't have good communication with partners, then it bleeds into your business because you get all funky because you're getting in fights all the time. You know, I mean, there's so much, it's just entrepreneurship is such an invitation into self-growth, personal growth, becoming a leader, becoming the woman you're meant to be. It's its, its own initiation of, of soul growth, at least for me. And that's why I've called sales from soul, sales from soul. Like this is for women who are selling soul-led offers, who their, their mission in life is the same as what they're doing in business. They're monetizing these soul gifts that they have that they're, that they're meant to help people with. Um, yeah, there's just, it's just a lot. And it's so fucking worth it, let me say that. The life of freedom, the abundance you get to live in, the level of authenticity and intimacy that becomes available in relationships, the depth of transformation that clients then experience because you've act, you're actually embodied, you've been through what you're teaching, so you're really good at it, so you know where they are. Like when clients have come to me and have experienced narcissistic abuse, there's not a gap in my thinking. I'm not trying to understand where they come from. I know. I could tell you probably what you're gonna say that you've experienced, and I can help you undo it. I feel confident in that. Just like when women come to me and they're stuck at 
either 0K at their business, they've never made any money, or they're stuck at 10K months and they're like, I don't know how to push through this. I hear you, I've been there, I've been through it, I've gone through, I've high level invested, I've been in the game, I understand how to help you get from 10K to 20K to multiple five figure months because I've done it myself whilst holding yourself and your life and feeling good in your life and alchemizing these things and healing from trauma. Like, it's just, it, it's a whole ass effort to be an entrepreneur that is soul led and in integrity. It really is. Dasha says, I agree with you, only I see shadow work as a pathway to ease. Like our trauma is what keeps us in resistance by healing it, we step into ease. Yeah, totally. I think we're saying the same thing, um, just in different ways. And the process of healing the trauma can be quite painful. And painful is just an understatement. Like for me, healing some of that trauma was excruciating. And I'm so fucking happy I did it because that's what really brought me into my power. Um, Haley, hi beautiful, I didn't know you were here. I've noticed in the moments of not speaking my truth when I should, it's like I lose the awareness and go into autopiloted response. Totally, because your nervous system is defaulting to that. When you feel the stretch of like, I wanna say this, but you don't, it's your nervous system going, can I do this? Because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Tips for bringing that awareness during the moment. Yeah, I can always notice after the fact when I wanted to speak up, but the moment has passed. It feels frustrating because I journal about it a lot, but haven't been able to pull myself into awareness in the moment. Totally, totally get it. The fact that you're aware of it, I want to say this thing and I'm swallowing it, is really good. And in my experience, um, especially like having a lot of these fears myself, and I'll since this is the topic today, going through narcissistic abuse, like you learn to swallow your truth to stay safe. That was my default pattern too. I had to be a people pleaser to survive, to keep my body and my mind safe. So I get where you're coming from. Um, and I think this is also a female wound where we feel like we have to make sure everyone loves and accepts us. And we don't wanna rock the boat, we want everyone to like us. And so we can sometimes trade our authenticity for trying to be, for being likable, for being safe, for making sure everyone's, we're on everyone's good side. I think for me, it was a couple different things. It was an internal energetic decision of, it's painful for me not to be able to be the full expression of who I am in order to get these people to like me that I'm not even sure that I like. And I really only wanna be with people who honor me and my fullness and love who I am and I can be unapologetic with. If that means that speaking my truth triggers some people and they need to leave, I'm willing to do that because I need to love myself more than I need other people to love me. That's a big part of it. And I need to honor myself and put myself first and know that my voice matters and value my voice and value my opinion and value my thoughts. And then it's also knowing boundaries. Like it's not, you cannot simultaneously set a boundary or speak your truth and babysit someone else's feelings. It's just not possible. So when you're speaking your truth, it, it's gotta be for you. I think the detached attitude is really helpful too. Like, I can't control how this person receives it. I can control how I say it and what I say, but I can't control how they receive this. That's just not my work. And if they're upset, it's okay. I believe in them. I believe that they're an empowered person who can handle their own emotions and how this feels for them. But I need to be authentic because what is a relationship without authenticity? That it's just transactional. It's two people pretending to be versions of themselves that they're not to stay in relation. and. That doesn't feel good to me and I know that doesn't feel good to you. I'm not suggesting that's what you do, by the way. I don't think that's what you do at all. It's not been my experience with you at all. I think you're super authentic. But I'm guessing what's coming up for you is 
you're having these like stretchy moments of speaking your truth and going, am I allowed to say this? I don't know, I wanna say it, and then the moment passes. So those energetic internal shifts, and then externally, I think I would say start small. I am always a start small person when it comes to wanting more money or clients or whatever, or speaking your truth, start small. So when somebody asks me where I want to eat, instead of saying, I don't know, wherever, I actually like really tune in. Is there somewhere I'd like to eat? Is there something I'd like? And the answer can still be no, there's not. I don't have any opinion either way. But if I do have an opinion, I push myself to say it. Um, little decisions like that, speaking your truth. And then when you're in conversation with someone, if it feels too big to say your full on expressed truth, can you say a part of it? That feels a little stretchy, but still comfortable enough. And I think that really builds courage. And every time you do it and realize you don't die, you get stronger and you get more confident in what you're sharing. Does that make sense? On my lunch break, glad to be here, yay. At some point for me, oh, Dasha says, at some point for me, it was anger. I was willing to say things and trigger because I was practicing fiercely protecting my boundaries and I wanted to trigger. That could be fun. That's like a fun little kink, like wanting to trigger people. I don't think that's bad as long as it's not from a place of I want to hurt them and manipulate them, which I'm, I'm clear that it's not with you, obviously. I'm just saying when other people watch the replay, I don't want them to misunderstand me. Um, I think in a lot of ways... You know, there's a difference between triggering to like intentionally hurt someone versus triggering because things need to change. So when I was writing about pleasure, orgasmic manifestation work, uh, I had a lot of men in my comments that were super triggered and telling me that this was, I mean, I can't even remember now because I don't fucking care what they said, but this is hedonism. This is completely backwards. You should be working hard. Pleasure has nothing to do with it. I can't, oh, the worst one was, I can't believe that we allowed women to learn to read and write and this is the shit that you come up with. There were some pretty misogynistic comments. Um, and I just felt like, I feel like you needed to be triggered, good sir, because you're holding some shit about women in there. That isn't good. <laughs> and you're gonna have to shed that. So, I don't know what to tell you. It seems like this is a you problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um... Yes, sticky moments always with those closest to me. Yeah, totally. It's easier with people you don't know. It's harder when it's somebody you value and you have an intimate relationship with. And I am right there with you, sister. Like, <laughs> there are moments in my uh, romantic relationship where I feel like I would rather vomit than say this. But I do say it most of the time. I still have my moments too of like, this feels too stretchy to say right now. And I also think there there's... Something really beautiful about honoring your body when you feel like this feels too stretchy to say right now, you don't have to force yourself in the name of being authentic. Sit with it. Why does it feel stretchy? What's coming up for you? It took me two weeks to share something with the person I'm now dating because I had so many fears around judging myself for it. And then I finally did share it and all was well and it was all in my head. But I needed to go through that process internally to feel really confident in sharing it. And I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I don't, you know, you don't need to push your nervous system to go too far beyond. If you're feeling a lot of resistance, just start with what feels a little small and move through it and gain confidence, you know, and then you realize you don't die and you feel confident. Hm. Um, <clears throat> let's see. And detachment too. If you don't accept my truth, you're not my person. I don't choose you. Yeah. And like live and let live as hard as it can be sometimes, um, I just don't, you don't have to play in that paradigm. So like with the pleasure work that these men were commenting, these things, 
I just kind of felt like, well, if I really believe that everyone gets to follow their own truth, then I have to be tolerant of this belief. And I do not think it's right. And I will stand against it. And I will use my voice. And all I can do is just be over here and shine my light and call people home who are wanting to shift out of that misogynistic belief and be a space for them to calibrate to higher truth. But I don't get to control how this person thinks, which sucks because his beliefs are painful for me and people that I love, right? To say such things about women. Um, and I do not stand for it. And I will speak up against it. And I will use my voice. But I can't force him to think any differently. All I can do is keep using my voice and keep standing and not let them slow me down. You know? So there's that portion of it too. Hi, Jenica, beautiful. Um... Yeah, I also think there's a reality where people can be good people in your life and you can have different truths. Um, and that's all right too. You know, I have some beliefs that my closest friends do not share and that's okay. Uh, it doesn't mean anything about either one of us and we can still be really beautiful, amazing friends. But I will say most of the core truths we, we quite deeply align on, um, all of my closest friends. But I wouldn't be turned off by it if they had a different belief than I did. I would just want to understand and maybe it would expand my perspective you know maybe it would trigger me and i would have stuff to clean up that'd be kind of cool uh i say and i vomit lol yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it would feel like so but that speaking unapologetically thing will translate into your business because if you are not standing and speaking in your power then you're not showing up fully yourself in your business either and people buy because they feel you people buy because they see your truth and feel your soul and feel your energy and they're activated and they're moved by you that's why they buy that's soul aligned clients so we've got to be in a frequency that people want to play in and people are looking for permission slips to be all of who they are so when you show up in that way barefaced <laughs> messy hair haven't showered been channeling all morning <laughs> telling you about uh, all the things that I've been through and scaling the company like I just want this to be a permission slip slip to you that You can go on live in your group and look like this and talk about all the trials and tribulations You've been through and be imperfect and have a scratchy voice and have drank a whole bottle of wine last night Because y'all are having too much fun <laughs> Messing around and still show up and be a powerful leader and say incredible things and motivate people and make lots of money and help lots of people like you just get to be all of who you are and at least in my world there's no separation between being human and all of this barefacedness um, and being successful. I just don't subscribe. <laughs> like I live in a world of freedom. Freedom's been my word um, for a while. So that's where you get to be. Oh, my beautiful woman, thank you for being here. If you'd like to come into Sales from Soul, we start on the 24th. It's gonna be so freaking good. As I've said, we're doing all of these yummy things scaling into multiple five-figure months, learning how to sell high ticket, learning how to bring juicy offers to the table, to sell them, to position them, to create expertise and trust and rapport with your audience, to create a buy-ready audience, to be in receiving mode more, to not unplug from alignment and desire when you feel like it's not working, when you feel like it's failing, how to move through triggers during launches and selling during launches. I mean, this is like, could be called a leadership and business course but we it's to learn how to hold more, hold more sales, hold more revenue, hold more people. Um, it's gonna transform how you be in your business. 
into a powerful version of you that can be with more money, that can be with more people, that can lead them through transformations and sell your offers with magnetism and confidence. That is what I want for you. I want you to get your soul gifts into the world and help all the people that you're meant to. So if you'd like to come into sales from soul and own that badass version of you, I would love to have you. Um, there's a link in the comments here to join. Okay, I love you. Have the best day. Happy belated Valentine's. I'll see you later.